alive, by the way. I already shared the show. Uh, I yeah, love you loving, loving children, children, children or what? Carol. Especially shitty children. <laughs> like baby Anakin. I missed the lead up there. <laughs> what shitty news. children? Anakin. Breaking Anakin news. Skywalker. Well, Anakin's one of the last men standing on your uh, shelf back there. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's too big. He don't go in any fucking boxes. I got his lightsaber in here too, which is weird. He's Somehow just gonna I go have... in the back of the car. No, no, they're gonna straddle. No, I totally see it. Like Gomer's gonna like bust out the child seat, you know, like strap in Vader, you know. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll help him go in the HOV lane. HOV lane, yeah. HOV lane, because I have a Darth Vader action figure. Uh, I have hey, you now. Where we talk? See, I don't even have the right banner up. You guys, that's not the right one either. The right banner. Uh, <laughs> segment one. Uh, I saw some movies. Oh no! I should add. I should add one here that I watched. Add in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, news: Diamond ransomware attack. We'll cover that. <laughs> lame. It was kind of lame. Uh, Lemire, uh, Jeff Lemire, and Andrea Sorrentino have a new book coming out that's going to open up a shared universe. There's a new X Men book, and then we'll talk about all that D plus day. Yeah, I feel like Duh. D plus is the big news this week. Um, and is it really though? Well, it's a lot of little newses like bundled together into one big news. You we know, we knew all that shit was coming except for the True. one cartoon. Well, the one cartoon, one cartoon is definitely gonna get a lot of no- nerd boners going. You know, it is. It's really easy to fuck up. We'll talk about that. Food news is disgusting as usual. Uh, moment of destruction. When is it never? Right. Uh, there's a bit there's of a movie news. Times. And then we have a comic to talk about that was not terrible somehow. We'll talk about it. Uh, and then top three. Anything else, gentlemen? It was an okay week for comics. It was all right. Anything else you guys want to add to the list of shit to talk about this week? Uh, nah. Sounds full to me. It does. It sounds It sounds like a full plate. We probably won't get to all of it anyways. <laughs> what? Has that ever happened where we didn't get to everything we were supposed to talk about? Uh, you never know. He's like, yeah, it was. All right, let's do it. We have our... We're pretty good about, like, talking about the stuff we say we're going to talk about. <laughs> I know. I know. We don't just... We might talk Knock about this. Up. Who's there? <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I love this shit. I have no idea why. It's so stupid. That is legit favorite like lines from any movie. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks came out and said that he has not been offered a movie. How'd that happen? What? How'd that happen? How? I mean, they, they probably think he's just too busy, you know, when he's well, all out. Well, you still ask the guy, so, right? Who, who would Tom Hanks best portray in the MCU? That's a good question. Yeah, if we were oh, casting yeah. Tom Hanks as a Marvel character, who would we cast him as? Um... Oh my! Um, he can't already be a character, so this that makes it a little bit more difficult. Would, I I, w- um, I think he would if he was younger, he would make a good Mister Fantastic. He could make a good uh, Nathaniel Richards. Oh, that would be pretty good. Thank I don't know. You, that's a character you. that I don't think they're ever going to get around to. But yeah, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they could they could throw it in there. That'd be all right. Uh, who make else? him the mole man. <laughs> no, Jack Black for Mole Man or nobody, man. John Ratzenberger for Mole Man. Uh, no, he's way too old. He's way too old. Yeah, older Reed Richards, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's basically Nathaniel Richards, right? His dad, right? They're basically the same asshole. At least that's what I got from the story that I remember him in. 
Thanks for stopping by, Andy. And oh, greetings, geeks. Welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics. Outright Geekers comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer Adam, Gomer Taylor, a.k.a. David. How's it going, Hi. gents? Good. Doing all right, man. Doing well. Uh, segment one, we were talking about MCU. We're going to end the news with MCU, so we might as well get into it. I watched Shang-Chi. Uh, exceptionally mediocre. Uh, some of the best fights... Uh, in the franchise, just because they worked uh, in every single way, you know, it was a great. The fights were cool, tone it tone wise for the movie. Uh, yeah, they just worked. They were a little over the top, just enough, you know. Uh, but overall, just kind of a stinker, you know. Not really all that great. Oh my dad! That's I mean, we were just talking about Nathaniel Richards. Every fucking MCU movie is oh my dad. It's fucking weird. Actually, this was exactly one of the better true. family dynamics. I like that it had a bit more of an edge to it because, like, you know, they are still a family and they do still have that positive connection, but it's just so fucked up by the time they get here. And I wholeheartedly disagree with you about this being a stinker. It's not a stinker. It's You're pretty an idiot, good. Gomer. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but I did watch that. I also watched Jungle Cruise, exactly what I expected. The Rock being the Rock. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, like, it lives up to its low expectations you know and i don't exactly. blame a movie for that right i mean no they weren't they weren't swinging for the fences on this one they were just trying to make you know an enjoyable mm. little stupid thing and they succeeded in making an uh, enjoyable stupid thing yeah. it's a well, movie based off of a disney ride so yeah, yeah. So was pirates of the caribbean exactly Dude, that was the you, biggest uh, shit in so the was world the haunted mansion. i guess yeah. but like yeah i mean yeah the, okay so this lands pretty squarely between Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion in terms of like the Disney ride made movie pantheon, I suppose. Right. Yeah, it's it's the next pillar in the columns. I feel uh, like I Space Mountain is low hanging fruit. Why haven't they made that one yet? The Return to Space Mountain. It's too Star Warsy. I mean, what else are they going to do? Which they own. What do they care? Just I know. Like, I'm you know. Just, it feels weird. Why would they? They do should Space just get. Mountain? They should just get the cast from Star Wars to be in Space Mountain. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I also watched Red Notice, which is Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and The Rock, uh, and it was okay. It's got a fun twist at the end, and what that twist? Of twists at the Man, end. you're a real rock heavy weekend. Well, that's, that wasn't my choice. Those were the new <laughs> movies that they put out. I didn't. Uh, what else? What did you guys do this week? Anything worth mentioning? Nothing exciting. Really, Dave? Yeah, nothing exciting. You talk about unexciting shit on this show all the time. Yeah, well, there was nothing to really <laughs> talk about this time. It's actually been a very boring week. That's good, right? Yeah. Uh, no new show next week because I'm supposed to be moving. He's got so no new show house. either way because either I will be moving or I'll be so depressed because I didn't move that I won't want to do mm. a fucking show any fucking way because this whole thing has been done shitty fiasco with just so shitty much people. nonsense. I mean, even in the best of circumstances, moving is always a huge pain in the ass. It's a huge pain in the ass. Where the fuck am I going to put Darth Vader? I suspect you'll have a flat surface to situate him on yeah. somewhere in the new we'll place. Throw him in the truck when everything else is... Fuck it. All right, let's do news. <laughs> Uh, not a lot of news, but some important shit. Uh, Diamond, the biggest distributor of comic books. Are they world. really now? Yeah, they still are, they? are. Okay. They do still distribute most of the uh, publishers, but yeah, just but DC. yeah, it's just not DC the, is the only one they don't 
Yeah, I mean, they do still pub or distribute uh, Marvel. It's just at wholesale. Yeah, at wholesale. Anyway, they got hit by a ransomware attack. If you don't know what that is, it's when hackers take over your computer systems and stop you from using them while charging you a ransom to get access back. They did not pay that ransom. They got a company in. They went to backups. They got uh, another server or something. Um, So this attack started on November 5th and lasted until the 11th, which is just fucking weird to me. Uh, This is going to cause some major shipping disruptions when it comes to getting comics. Check with your comic book shop. But, yeah. I like the supply chain problems, you know, weren't already fucking them over enough. Right. Now they get this bullshit. Yeah. Comeback will be bigger. Yeah. Bigger fucking mess. Yeah. This this is just going to hurt, you know, at the very end. It's going to hurt the shops because, I mean, all these books are going to get delayed. That's right. People aren't going to be able to get their shit. You know. Just people uh, aren't going to be happy all the way around. I mean, this yeah, is, it's going to be a lot of really uh, sparse weeks for comic shops when they just don't have the stuff on the shelves, you know? Like, exactly. even their loyal customers can't buy nothing, you know? It fucking sucks. Uh, kind of does. This is an infrastructure problem. People want to talk about infrastructure being roads and, and, and things like that somehow because, I don't know, they're living in the 1960s still. But, no, internet, internet security... Educating security personnel and training them so that they can get jobs where this shit doesn't happen. Uh, hiring those people at these places because everybody is so dependent on on their their you know networks, their information networks. That's all part of infrastructure. So this shit's just going to keep on happening, and and it sucks. It's terrible. So uh, things are shipping. FOC for last week was not impacted from what I heard, uh, but delays are coming. There are no specifics, but hopefully we'll have them if they rear their ugly heads later. Uh, I mean, this is on top of the shit we talked about with Diamond having problems with supply chain overall. Uh, Marvel, DC, Image Comics all making adjustments to their schedule with printing problems, getting paper and ink into the presses, shipping those books around the country. So, yeah, not great. Not great. Unless you read digital, then everything's good for you. Moving on. Until until that infrastructure <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, until your ransomware attack. Yeah, right. Uh, no, they don't want me. I got nothing, and I'm not paying them. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino have a new series coming out called Mythos. 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 The Bone Orchard. Damn it, Gomer. It's Mythos. The, bo- the Bone Orchard. All right? This is like a... You see it right there, the passageway. That's the first book in the in the series. It's going to be a trade coming out in June of twenty two. Uh, and it's an anthology. Interesting. Yeah, and it's an anthology like in the same universe and in, in a whole new universe. Uh, and there's going to be just be telling a bunch of fucking horror shit. And these people, these two creators, are masters of that genre. Um, oh yeah. I mean, shit. Gideon Falls I mean, was the best thing on shelves when it was coming out, man. Sorrentino is pretty much like uh, tied to a whole bunch of like the the horror Archie comics, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I know Frank Avia is doing all the did all the covers for those. They're not even doing those anymore, which is I know, but they but they were pretty cool at the time, and they did yeah, they were great. They were good horror elements to them. Yeah. Uh, so look for this. Um, the Bone Orchard Mythos, 
uh, that will feature standalone but interconnected stories told across a variety of different formats. Image is going to be the publisher. Uh, like we said, the passage passageway standalone OGN that follows a geologist who travels to an isolated lighthouse to look into a strange phenomenon. Uh, that's the only info we have. So there you go. I noticed that this is stretching out pretty far into the future here. The first it one's is. in June and the last one's all the way out in 2023. Yeah. Uh, next up will be 10,000 black feathers, a mini series that's going to launch in 2022. And then another graphic novel called Tenement in 2023. Uh, the quote from Sorrentino, no, from uh, Lemire, we are planning a vast mythology of horror stories that will last for years to come. There you go. And Sorrentino doing the artwork, so that's cool. Sorrentino is not associated with the Archie comics. No, are you saying that as a question or? I'm saying that as a definitive answer. Oh, you looked it up. You looked yes. it up. Awesome. He answered his own question. That's good, David, man. Doing that fact checking that we yeah, he's doing his own fact checking his own. We depend on here his own mistakes. So yeah, I'm all in on that. Uh, Sounds best, great. Yeah, two of the best creators in the business. Jeff Lemire accidentally created a shared universe when he was doing Black Hammer, and it's a huge hit now. It's a mm -hmm. huge success. So yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah, so far know, it's only got one bad thing. book. Yeah, the unbelievable unteens, and I haven't even finished that. You know, well, if I go back, I, I statistically that, you always got to get a bad book eventually, right? If you do yeah, enough, yeah. Of them. But yeah, this looks rad as hell. Um, June's a while off yet, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, it'll be here too. before you know it. Before you know it. Uh, next bit of news: a new X Men comic announced at Marvel. Teeny Howard, Francesco Mabili. Uh, Lionel Francis. Yeah, we got that sword here. loser X-Men team it coming is. up here. Dude, that's <laughs> literally what I have in my notes. Uh, Strong Guy Forge, Tempo, Boom Boom, Marrow, Armor, Cannonball, Sunspot, Banshee. I love me more Strong Guy, you know. I'm, I, oh, I'm always down for more. All these guys are awesome, dude. Yeah. Fucking Armor is awesome. Armor is who I voted for. And yeah. Yeah, these are like, okay – some of these guys are like D-listers, you know, like you got your marrow, you got uh boom boom is I'll not boom one boom of them. Come on, man. Who the fuck cares about boom boom? <laughs> I don't stop lying to yourself, Gomer. But anyway, um, but no, this should be a pretty cool lineup. And um I don't know what like their hook is gonna be, other than like these are all the guys who didn't win the election, but that's it. That's the hook. But like the in-universe hook, is that just gonna be like they're at like a like a consolation group where it's like, Hey guys, we'll do things. X-Men won't do. <laughs> yeah. Shh, we're secret. Uh, it's a one shot written uh, by Excalibur and tennis sword scribe, Teeny Howard and drawn by daredevil artist, Francesco Mobili. Uh, it'll bring all nine of these mutants together for a secret mission to the stars. <gasps> oh, I'm glad it's a one shot. I, I don't really have, I don't really have room for another book. And they're canceling a lot of them, so I'd be okay if it was, but not with this team. No, not with, not the with cast this team, off. and honestly, not with Teeny Howard writing it. She uh, is sure. probably yeah. She's, no, she's one wrong. of my lower, lesser favorite yeah. X writers. So when the Shi'ar Empire faces an unexpected threat, they must call upon the X Men. Team co-captains Sunspot and Cannonball will lead Marrow Tempo Forge, Banshee, Strong Guy, Armor, and Boom Boom. On a dangerous mission to save a figure of paramount importance, the daughter of Professor X and Empress of the Shi'ar, Zandra. 
so that's what I'm thinking the hook is going to be. Like, they learn it's, about this. It's saving X, Princess like, Ryan. Yeah, Professor X is like, I want to save my daughter, but because of politics, <laughs> I can't really send a, an official team. So I know I'll these send all you losers. I mean, Cannonball and Sunspot are already hanging out on Chandelar anyway, you know? So, right. yeah, pretty easy in for them. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know if this has the legs to be an ongoing. And I actually really no. appreciate them embracing, you know, let's just do a fucking one shot. Yeah, you if know? you got an idea, just get it done and get it out of the way. We've seen a few yeah. uh, things where they tried ongoings, like, get cycled in here. Way of X would have been better as a one shot. It X was Corp, better when it had X Corp, a one shot. Absolutely should have been a one shot. Those what did not have the legs to be series. We, you know, oh, X ultimately found out. X Corp. Especially yeah. X Corp, yes. At and, least and Way okay. of X was like, you know, yeah. mildly interesting from time to time. But. And I am okay with them just being like miniseries, like six issue miniseries. You know, anything but fucking all the books being ongoings. Mm -hmm. just, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go on and on and on and on with it. But uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. I think I'm yeah. excited for it. All right, moving on to the last little bit. The news that everybody already fucking knew about. There's a lot of shows coming. All right, the only one of shows. The only one that is was actually new that we didn't know anything about was X Men '97, which is a direct sequel of the 1992 uh, X Men animated series. Uh, and I think that's the big news. No, that's cool. That's yeah. the big thing. It's certainly yeah, the right. most intriguing thing, to be sure. Like you said, this came out of nowhere for us. And yeah. apparently they're getting like a lot of the original creators back on staff here. They've announced the voice cast recently. Uh, I, I'm, assuming they, they, I'm assuming they got Steve Bloom back to be Wolverine. I mean, he's still got to. Yeah. yeah. Was you have Steve to do Bloom that, Wolverine uh, in this series? I thought so. Maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, um, I think so. I think so. But yeah, they got the uh, writers coming back. So yeah, this could have... Uh, I'm excited for this. This could be really cool. Um, it'll you be interesting. It well, could also be really easy to fuck up. Yeah. Animation from, I know, and I'm not talking shit on animation nowadays. It's not my cup of tea because I grew up in the 80s and 90s when animation was the thing. Well, you know? to be fair, the animation in this, the old 90s X Men cartoon wasn't the best anyway. It wasn't. It, it was of its era. Let's just it was. exactly. Who are they making this for? They're not making this for a new audience. They're making this for an audience that already exists and is was already wanting to watch that old shit. So it'd be real easy to fuck up. Okay, know? true enough. Uh, but I, I looked it up. Oh, you looked it up. The right. ninety-two, the voice actor for the ninety-two series was of was not Steve Bloom. It was a guy named Cal Dodd. Cal, good old Cal. They switched God. voice actors been like between seasons. Yeah, so well, Steve Bloom him. did see Steve Bloom did voice Wolverine, but in a later series, I think like oh, Wolverine and the X Men or something. That's a like good that. show too. Oh, I love that. I will double I check. Really here. like that show. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good shit. They did show teasers, not trailers, teasers for Moon Knight and She Hulk, right? Moon Knight, yep. She Hulk. Uh, and Miss Marvel, they had a Miss oh, Marvel, Marvel video. Marvel. They, yeah, they did. They had. I didn't see the Miss Marvel one. Yeah, um, yeah pretty good. They yeah. also showed um, old grizzled uh, Nick Fury for the Secret Invasion show. Yeah, they yeah. showed that. Saw that picture. So really, it's a lot of hype, and really, that's what we thought this was. Well, that's what be. Marvel always is, man. Yeah, that's their it's, game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're getting the hype train rolling, and yeah, they succeeded. I am excited about all these things. Well, some less than others. Like I don't really care about Marvel zombies, to be honest. But I'll check it out, you know. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, uh, the Moon Knight. I mean, fucking, a, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be so. That sick. I'm really excited That's about. Be sick. That uh, and She Hulk are probably yeah. the ones I'm most excited about because She Hulk looks dope. Yeah, uh, they Ms. have Marvel. great cast. That looks really cool too. Miss um, Marvel looks more like an all ages young people sort of thing. As is appropriate, it you know. Yep. It's got it kids be. in the cast. You know, it it should be an all ages type thing. Entirely appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine with all of this. Uh, the one last thing that they announced that doesn't really have anything to do with Marvel, we did not get a Kenobi trailer, even though a sizzle reel was, you know, floating around the internet. Uh, but this. Yes, this looks awesome. This, this looks is fucking dope, dude. This is, like, reminiscent of that Dark Horse series called Big Game. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a Predator show. It's a prequel. I thought it was a Fred- movie. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a movie. No, I thought it was a show. I thought it, it was a movie. movie? Oh, I don't I'm pretty know. sure. Dave, it's a movie. We need you. Get on it. I'm yeah, get on it, Dave. Right now, I'm getting on uh, it. Right now. I thought it was a show. It might be a movie. Either way, yeah. a new I Predator a prequel is coming uh, to Hulu, which is owned, you know, mostly by by Disney, uh, who also owns Predator. Uh, Native American influence things like that so yeah i'm stoked for that it's gonna be predator hunting uh kamachi indians so yeah or kamachi native americans i'm sorry no Uh, yeah yeah, uh it's it's gonna be awesome i hope this is cool this is what they should have done with predator uh from the start after that first movie you know don't get me wrong i I love predator 2 uh, Predator but, 2 has, has this place in my heart. It really does, <laughs> Crazy man. Gary Busey. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Crazy Gary Busey's great. But th- this is what they should have done after Predator. You know, they should have taken him to different time play- time eras. They should have taken him yeah. to different um, cultures. Been... Yeah. You know, let him see him fight yeah, samurai was... and shit. Fuck yes. Yeah, that, that, like that Predator at the end of Predator 2 gives him the flintlock rifle. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to see. So... I want to see Predator fight a pirate. Fuck yes. Um, I want to see a Predator fight all the different time periods. The warriors. the the. I mean, that could be like calling a... it a film. Oh, they are calling it. a Gotcha. Film. Okay. You know, honestly, that could be a really good idea for like a bunch of like like an anthology series, like Star Wars Visions was. Just yeah. like Predator shows up in blank. You know, here's like a here's a short film about it. Yeah. No, that'd be dope, dude. So, yeah, I think I'm more excited about a new Predator thing than I am about any of that Marvel stuff. And it has nothing to do with the Marvel stuff's quality. It just has to do where I have all the superhero shit I fucking need. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you, man. I, I've had all the superhero it, shit I've needed. And I've superhero been starved good Predator content. Yes. There hasn't been good Predator shit. I will grant you that, like, there's less good Predator stuff to go around, but I will never tire of, like, Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm not really, like, tired of it. I'm just, I'm sort of over being so, like, oh, they finally did it. I'm not I'm, like, hyped about it anymore, you know? I, yeah. I'm kind of where Gomer is, where, you know, when it comes out on Disney+, Plus, I'll watch it. But exactly. I, unless it's unless it's another uh, like Avengers style movie, I'm probably not gonna go see it in theaters. Yeah, I'm. Ne- I'm. I know. I'll probably never go see another Marvel movie in theaters. I just don't give a shit. Especially if they're gonna keep this 45 day review uh, release window. Black Widow and Shang Chi might as well not even have been in fucking theaters. It came out so damn quick on Disney Plus. You know, Eternals already has a date where it's coming out on Disney Plus, like the end of December. So Crazy. fuck it. Yeah, fuck those movies. 
Well, fuck uh, you. But either way. No, I mean, I don't <laughs> mind the movies. I'm not hating. I'm just not loving. Sounds you like it. But anyway, let's no, move on. I'm not. You need to temper your, like, you, like, shit all over these things that you're just, like, you know, not particularly enthusiastic about. Like, you but make I'm it sound shitting. like you're, like, ripping. Yes, you do. You sound like, you know, like, I mean, oh, it's the worst thing of all time. I didn't I say hope it was the worst. Out. I just said. <laughs> just in this instance, but, like, in, ge- in general. Yeah, it was a really there's good so much. I mean, dude, there's so much. Sure, it's, it's but, like, much. It's, it's almost not just in much. this instance, but in general, right? You're always, yeah. like, this was the worst comic book I've ever read, when it's, like, a mediocre, okay comic book, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. You'll, you'll next time I do it, definitely point it out. All right. I'm going to get tired of doing it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to have to just start a drinking game. Exactly. Every we, time will on something. we will all die. We will all die if we make that a drinking poison. game. <laughs> let's, let's do food. Mmm, yummy. Uh, disgusting. Uh, Pop-Tarts unveils new... I did not know this was a thing. A new Pop-Tarts X Butter collab. Did you guys know this was a thing? Um, no, I, knew, I don't even I know like, that, think uh, about putting butter on pop tarts in the first that's place. That's a thing, dude. I uh, know oh wow! Butter okay. on pop tarts. I knew. I mean, like, I knew like, but compound butters and stuff. But hey, all right. Do you know <laughs> that people? I never thought about buttering up my chocolate pop tart. No one ever has. <laughs> I, I at least I did not know, but obviously it is a thing. It sounds well, fucking gross. Okay. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, all this like. Pop-Tarts are like confectionaries, you know? Like, I don't think it's, of, like, putting butter on those types of things. I mean, I get it. Like, like if I have, like, banana bread, I'll put butter on banana bread. I'll put some sure, yeah. crock on you banana bread. You put banana bread on banana bread? Yeah. Well, you don't put country crock on banana bread? You don't put butter no, on No, no. I'm I, just eating it just plain. I feel like you can put butter on, like, any kind of bread. Like regardless. You can put butter on yeah. any kind of bread, but it does, that doesn't sound very appetizing, banana bread with it's butter. It's not bad. With butter. Uh, anyway, there's this new collaboration between Pop Tarts and an Atlanta-based small batch butter maker. Which again, you making money making small batch butter in Atlanta? Awesome. What the what the fuck am I doing with my life? Um, that sounds like the best job ever. What do you do? I make fucking butter. Anyway, now you're getting bankrolled by Pop Tarts. I mean, I know. Well done, my man. Each Pop Tarts X butter kit includes three iconic flavors. Frosted strawberry, frosted brown sugar, cinnamon, and chocolate fudge. Plus six slow-cultured butters. Listen to these. Honey habanero. On chocolate? Honey habanero butter? That sounds absurd. This is compound butters. Dude, no shit. Where have you been this whole segment? That's what we're talking about. Like flavor is Pop-Tart flavored butter that you put on your Pop-Tart. Okay, I, I okay, I'm on you board were behind. Now. You're caught up now. You're but okay, up. so chocolate and spicy. I really do not get the combo here. I, I there there are like chocolate bars, like the the gourmet chocolate bars. I have heard you have this. like they have like habanero or like some kind of spicy. I have heard of that. Yeah. So uh, that's not that's not that uncommon. Cinnamon, I disagree. That sounds terrible. Cinnamon, cardamom, and ginger. What is cardamom? Cardamom just, is. Cardamom is, is it's a as the spice that's used in a lot of um like Indian food. Oh, okay. It it's, it smells very much like cinnamon. It has a very cinnamon esque odor to it. Dude, if you'd asked me, gun to my head, what is cardamom? I'd have been like, is that a Pokemon? 
It sounds like a Pokemon, Cardamon. Sounds uh, like a Digimon, honestly. Yeah, there you go. One I bet the there mons. is a Digimon like Cardamon. <laughs> Cardamon, yeah. Cardamon evolves into. <laughs> Here's there's another flavor: balsamic fig and caramelized onion. Mm. What the fuck kind of fucking pop tart are you eating with that, balsamic I, fig? It, I was about to ask like what pop tart are they care they like pairing that with, yeah, but it doesn't you... matter because that sounds weird no matter which one you say. Uh, oh boy, that's like what, salt... fermented fermented figs. Uh, balsamic fig. What do you? What kind of pop tart are you putting that on? I Anyways, don't know. Sea salt, strawberry chocolate. Um, yeah, these are available at bannerbutter.com slash pop tart starting on Tuesday, the 16th at noon Eastern. 25 bucks for the kit. Well, I'm going to go pre order a box right Not now. Me. Not me. I'd rather have that fucking shitty candy canes we were talking about last week. No, I still think those are the worst things you've ever shared. The butter is better than the. Well, at least with this, I can throw away the butter and still eat the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Like, oh. hot dog candy canes are the new <laughs> basement. You know, you're going to, I yeah. think it's going to be a while before you, I was going to say top that one, but no, like, you know, yeah, go further down one. than that one. Yeah. Uh, that same company announced just the other week, coal flavored candy canes. Ooh. Like the rock. Like, the, like, the, like why? leaving you a sock, a, a sock that, of coal. Yeah. Who the fuck, like, okay, at least hot dog is a food. Who the fuck is like, man, you know what would taste great on this? Some goddamn coal. Cool. Yeah. Like, maybe he's like activated coal like or something. Beans or whatever the fuck they're called. Those beans that fucking nasty. Anyway, so there's your food news. Okay, balsamic, uh, balsamic figs is usually used as a glaze for foods. But Pop Tarts. I don't know. So what do you mean, have, no one was denying that it was an Pop-Tart? edible substance. And we were just saying that it's a weird <laughs> thing to put on Pop Tarts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it ham flavored Pop Tarts? I don't know. Turkey I mean, flavored? Oh, what, God. What that go, might, that might be worse than hot dog candy canes, <laughs> ham Pop Tarts. Jesus what, Christ. What would go That's not real, I hope. Those know? are called Hot Pockets. Uh, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. They're always cold in the middle. Yeah, I don't know what goes with figs. I am not that fancy of an eater. I I haven't had figs in a while. See? All right, let's do a moment. And it is going to be just a moment. Just here. a moment. Uh, new uh, movie news. Uh, Paramount has announced that Rise of the Beast will no longer be opening on June twenty fourth, twenty two. Yay! June 9th, 2023. There was no damn good reason announced, but it seems to be like a scheduling thing where the studio is just looking for a longer theatrical run. Uh, so they're waiting until... Because, I mean, and Taylor says this every fucking week. The pandemic, the, the worldwide pandemic has really fucked up schedules. And now that it's dying down, now that our waves are... Even the, the fourth wave isn't nearly as high as you know the second or third wave or whatever i was bracing for the fifth wave i'm bracing for the sixth wave now uh it doesn't really impact the movies as much as it was so everyone's just like all right i got a movie i gotta get it the fuck out and i'm putting it in the theater so i think they're waiting because i mean transformers is huge for paramount dude yeah man that's one of the tent poles like okay. Star Trek, Star Trek, it was in the same bit of news. Star, the new Star Trek is being delayed as well. Mm-hmm. And, That's what uh, pays Karen, the rent. You know Star Trek. I don't think they ever greenlit that. 
I that's that probably for the best. Yeah, but, um, I would actually watch the hell out of that. But I would watch it, but I don't hope. It I don't think be. it's ever going to happen. Though. But I mean, as much as we shit on these Transformers movies, yeah, they make fucking bank. They I mean, they keep making them, them for China, a reason. Dude. They love them in China, man. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And I'm I, I'm excited to see this. I'm always excited to see a a Transformers anything. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Beast Wars characters for about I'm gonna 10 talk minutes mad on shit on it. I'll know? be glad to listen to Ron Perlman uh be primal. That'd be kind of cool. Dude. But that's right? that's about the only thing that piques my interest there. Right? Yeah. Uh all right, on to the comic. Uh there was only one this week yep. and it was uh Transformers Wreckers Tread and Circuits Number two. Number two, David Mariotti and uh, Mariotti and Jack Lawrence. Go you on. know, this is actually not a bad book. I actually kind of enjoy it. The problem is still, it's just not my records. Um, yeah. But, you know, I can get beyond that. I, I can get beyond that. This was still a fine book. Um, basically, the team, they're now on um, Velocitron. They're joining the race. And this is before yeah. the race. They're at this big party that all the racers are at. And I kind of know. Like they know that there is um, some sort of mole for mayhem, which is the evil terrorist team. Yeah, it's a Cybertronian terrorist. One yeah, they know there's so they know there's not... a mole in with within the race somewhere. So they're yeah. all trying to they're at this party trying to figure out who this mole is. I kind of like the party, right? It opened the party up... was pretty fun. It, it showed off all the uh, the characteristics for each of the characters you know sure. you got to see who everybody was plus you got that cool jack lawrence art so oh dude and there was this moment like when they're all like all right we're at the party and we're gonna go do our thing where they're all like all right party time you're like oh these fucking losers aren't gonna do any actual work well yeah so they, it's really do, cool do the work it's really cool because it starts off you're like yeah these guys are just jerking off they're, <laughs> yeah. because because one guy's playing a video game trying to get yeah. a high score one guy's just like getting drunk at the bar you dancing know, is dancing going on. yeah but no they're actually in there gathering intel because they meet back at the table and they all share everything that they saw it was really even, well done even even the fight that uh thunder clash had with alarion was planned yeah to get the security guy to come over so they could be introduced to the head of security yeah um but then yeah this guy circuit, uh, circuit yeah gets shot in the face. Axer meets up with Circuit, who is the producer slash cameraman. Axer, who is the most obvious mole. Of oh, he's all obviously time. an asshole. I he, didn't buy that looks for a minute. Evil. Yeah, he Just looks looking bad. at him. Uh, he's mode locked and he rides around on a motorbike. I thought that was fucking rad. That is that is rad. He warns Circuit about this whole thing being orchestrated to some extent. Like the authorities want the terrorists to attack. They want that to happen so that they can flush out the bad guys. So Axer's kind of like, no circuit, you don't need to be here because you're going to get in the middle of this terrible You don't want to get hurt, man. And then he's Shit's fucking sniped down. like 30 seconds later. Well, that's because Circuit followed Axer because yeah. everybody knew Axer was fishy as shit. Yeah. Just... He looks fishy. He looks fishy. He looks fishy as fuck. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. If you have red eyes and they are like – in pointed directions <laughs> yeah. like you're you're evil yeah in transformers um but yeah he gets shot in the face and you got you know you have a pretty cool action scene there a little i love this um, right here this is right when they learn that circuit's in trouble and they just leap into action you got dude jumping the table aileron you know taking off and then dude finishing his drink it it just really worked and 
the thing about this book is it's got some personality to it. It does. That's what I like about it. It's, it's got funny. personality. Yeah, it's funny. It made me care about the character before yeah. they shot him in the face. <laughs> um, He'd be all right. He's healing up. <laughs> but then the race yeah, starts. So. That, that, that is kind of a problem, though. He is healing up. I'm ready for some records to die. Even though Dude, I that's, think, exactly. That's what I don't the think that's do going to happen in this book, necessarily. That's what the records do best, is they fucking die. Uh, See, so yeah, I don't know what's coming out next week. Join us tomorrow night on the Monday Night Preview Show, and we'll talk about what's coming out. Yeah, I haven't even looked, so I don't know. Uh, Let's get into the top three. We'll start with... You're on the spot, motherfucker. <laughs> Who's on the spot? Dave. Okay. Do you guys want me to predict Dave's three books? No, I won't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I probably could. Go ahead, try. No, go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead, try. Six Sidekicks is on there. What's the furthest place from here is on there. Um, yeah, that third one, I, I could go a few different ways, but I won't ruin it, man. Go ahead. All right. Well, that's a here. that's a pretty uh, disarming way to kind of puss out on the prediction <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I totally know what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, he's right about the honorable mention. Uh-huh. It's what's the furthest place from here? Uh, it was pretty cool. It's it pretty cool. Bad. It's it yeah. It it takes it's broken. It's by Rosenberg, so it's it's yeah. good. And he's always good at doing these teen drama kind of kind of books. You know, yeah. four kids walk into a bank. Uh being the rad. best so example of what of that. Yeah. Uh, uh I feel the story is a little disjointed, but I'm wanting to see where it goes. And apparently it, it is uh some some kind of apocalypse where adults have died. All the adults die. Yeah. And so it's just a bunch of kids. It's yeah, it's, it's they're it's doing very... kid shit in charge of the planet. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's they're a... just doing a bad job. Yeah, it's Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, it does have a lot of Lord of the Flies. There's a very Lord of the Flies. shows up like in pig masks, and I'm like, man, that's I don't know. Anyway, yeah. All right, number three. Unless I you had number... another honorable. I don't have any honorable mentions. Uh in my number three was also on Gomer's list. It was six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. I knew it. Oh, uh, this one wraps up I the mean, first. I mean, to be fair, we were calling most of these on the preview show. We did. Week. We did say, oh, yeah, that's the one Dave's going to like. Ah. But, <laughs> uh, but, oh, my gosh, this thing pretty much ended up being they confront the guy who kills Trigger Keaton. And, <laughs> and the reason why they killed Trigger Keaton was a business decision because he was costing the studio too much money in insurance. Nice. He mistreats so many people. Nice. <laughs> but that, the sidekick, that figures. That but figures. It, it, it led to like this like this crazy fight with the, the Samoans. Yeah. Uh and it was just it just this just knockout drag out fun read. And when the guy was just like, You you've got me. Uh, you've got me. Nobody will believe you because you know I'm rich and powerful. Even if you send yeah. me to jail, I'll mess up your life behind bars. <laughs> He's like, so let's let's just you know. But the reason why the reason why Trigger is dead is because he was costing us too much money in insurance payments. And we, we had five more years of the contract. Though, That's, weird. That's weird. And, this book's weird. And, I mean, and the guy, the guy, the guy literally reaches into the drawer to get the paperwork to show these people this, and somebody shoots him. So now there's been another murder. No, no, the guy's not dead. Okay. <laughs> he's, like, you, he's like, you shot me. I wasn't going to get a gun. 
<laughs> it was just like it was just like and at the end of it the guy's like let's come to it let's make a deal i'll put you guys all on the show oh <laughs> <laughs> at the end that of fucking it hollywood producer the, 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 it's like the studio the studio uh head the president yeah. he's like i'll put you guys all on the show let's just come to a deal and they end up all the sidekicks end up on like a Power Rangers esque type show. So this is in. This is the end of the series. No, this is not the end of the series. Oh. Apparently, there's been another murder. Apparently, another murder. Another okay, murder. I'm gonna regret it. asking this, but why do the six sidekick sidekicks of Trigger Keaton give a damn about some other person being murdered? If oh, the thing that, that brought them together that, was him being murdered. Good question, Valen. That was actually that was actually addressed in the book. He's like, why? I already are you regret there? asking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they were like, they were like, why do you even care what happened to Trigger Keaton? He treated you all like shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, who died? Who was, was the new murder? Who who got murdered? They were talking about some. They they called it the Black Script. Somebody has uh, the Black Script Society has been killed. Uh, it's somebody that they're they know, but they are not necessarily associated with. Taylor. Honorable mention. All right. Um, I'll just do an honorable mention for Eternals number seven, mostly because of Isad Rabik's art. Sure. Um, this is a Thanos heavy issue. Um, it is actually. It's pretty yeah. cool. Actually, I liked it. It was pr- like I liked kind of the like political angle that they took to it. Um, I will point out that Druig in the comics is very, very different from Druig in the uh, movie, which. A lot of the characters in the movie were not very much like the characters from the comics, to be honest, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. Um, yeah, they yeah, this was fun. Um, they're setting up sending the Eternals to do interesting things, which um, is a nice <laughs> change of pace. Yeah. Finally! Something Finally. interesting yep. happening in the book. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my number three is going to be uh, Static number four. Oh, cool. cool. Um, this book continues to have a lot of relevant things to say. It continues to be you know, well-written. All the characters are likable. Sure. And um, it also continues to have some pretty killer artwork. Um, we get uh, Static duking it out with Hotshot at the end. And, like, you know, it's really cool to see, like, you know, lightning powers and fire powers being thrown at each other. Nice. But, yeah, um, this is probably the best of the Milestone books, in my opinion, so far. Yeah, I think and, so, uh, too. I think yeah. so. Yeah. It continues to be a fun read. Nice. Excellent choice. Uh, I have an honorable mention. It'll probably be mentioned again. Hellions number 17. Just fun as fuck. Just so stupid and fucking fun. I loved it. Uh, but uh, the, sto- not, the story being, you know, what it is, it was just okay. Uh, but Batman and Robin number one is my uh, number three pick. Lemire, uh, Dustin Wynn. The story here, again, just okay. You know? This is my number uh, two. Yeah, you're right. The story... It's well written, you know. I like. It is. It I is. like the dynamics that Robin and Batman and Alfred they all have. Um, but it's not anything that I haven't read before necessarily. Uh, but the art is killer. Oh my god, the art is just amazing, dude. Some of this shit felt like Charles in Charge shit. Like you read my diary, and I'm like, oh, really? That's what we're worried about here? Reading oh, fucking... This was actually my Tyler. number one mostly because of the artwork, but I actually uh, did like the way that they handled that, right? Like, Robin yeah. is pointing out, like, this is the only thing that's still mine, and I can't even you have that. have nothing. Yeah. No, you live with fucking Batman. This is a good example of, like, a good writer coming around after the fact and, like, adding, like, weight and gravitas to what originally 
was a stupid hokey premise from back yeah. in the 1940s, right? Yeah. That Batman, this guy who's going to, you know, wage war against, you know, supervillains and criminals and shit. You know what? You know who I could use backing me up? A 12 year old kid. Agrees with him with the Robin costume. I just think that's dumb too. The Robin that is dumb. Is stupid. Man, Batman yeah, is such right, a bad Brad. dad throughout this whole issue. Dude. He he is the worst. He's just the worst. He's well, the even worst. even talks about him not being a kid. Like this leans full into the whole "you need to be a child soldier" thing. I was getting some Frank Miller vibes from that, yes. although not quite like full like Frank Miller Batman psychotic, but like edging close to it. You know? Yes. Yeah. So still though, Jesus Christ. Dustin Nguyen's art is just oh it's yeah that was definitely the the tiebreaker for me for my uh, rankings here. I also like Killer Croc showing up in it too. Yeah, Killer Croc. I I think that Killer Croc's design by uh, Nugent here is probably my favorite design from the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's my number three, Adam. Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, Eternals number seven. Uh, like Taylor said, cool. uh, Sod Rubik's art is awesome, and then Thanos gets a, a moment in here where he gets to do cool Thanos stuff. So you remember why you actually like him. Um, yeah, right. Um, and then uh, other honorable mention, Excalibur twenty five. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Excalibur's. I think it's been in an upswing lately. Um, I think it's been getting better. Um, I wanted this. It was like this big epic other world, like civil war almost. I thought, I yeah, wanted to be and they kind of ran epic. away from it in this issue. Yeah, they kind of ran away from it, dude. And then they're like teasing the next issue, Saturnine, how she took over from Merlin. Man, I don't give a. F- I wanted to see this fight, not the last fight. <laughs> I don't know, but it was still solid. Still solid. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but my number three is Hellions number seventeen. Um, this still continues to be one of my favorites um man this book just had it's so dumb like you said it is but it still manages to pack so much heart into it um that this one is uh it's about orphan orphan maker uh going and trying to get his little brother back the uh, little mutant ai i loved that this whole time he she that little thing was saying mew mew and then <laughs> in this one it actually finishes saying its sentence and Zeb what it's really well, saying is the- mutant and then it's mutants must die. And then it's mutants oh, must die. So it ends up the mutant AI is racist against mutants and tries to kill Orphan Maker. Well, uh, it kills, kills Nanny. Nanny. It kills Nanny. Nanny. And that's uh, why Orphan Maker goes fucking ape shit. Yeah, Orphan Orphan Maker snaps and he goes and he starts killing everybody in this space. And then he goes outside and those two people right there are like. Yeah. Park Rangers or something. Yeah, they're not even mutant hating motherfuckers. They're no, just... they're just two guys who pulled up and Orphan Maker killed them. So that's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, they're with... gonna put them in the hole. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna have to put them in the, the hole. hole. They have to. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck they're gonna get out of this one, but this scene to me is what made it good because the whole team was like, like we've got to get to him before he fucks up well, and murders. I also, these I also like the uh, the scene where the team kind of got back together. Yeah. Um, where they're like, yeah, we still kind of hate each other, but we're still kind of a family and we still kind of have to take care of each yeah. other when we go do stupid shit like this. Except yeah. for Empath, he can go fuck himself. Nah, I still like Empath. It I wasn't still like Empath in too, the last but... issue or two. But yeah, he's still an asshole. But yeah, everybody's an asshole on this team. That's what makes it so fun. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Excellent choice. Uh, Big D. All righty. Number two. Uh, my number two pick is a book called Out from oh, cool. AWA. Out number two. 
out number two. Yeah. On AWA. This is like a Nazi this vampire. Is like, or something. Uh, something like that. Um, Code talkers and stuff. Uh, the Great Escape meets, uh, yeah, Strain. Yeah. Uh, but pretty much uh, the Code Talker can understand what the vampire is saying and becomes of some use to the, the, the SS officer that's running the camp. Yeah. But there's a whole big old uh, exposition about, like, you know, the creature has to be fed and all that. And the German guy's just throwing the priest in there. He's like, you can't understand what it's saying. You're no use to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, and then, like, then like a... a oh, those S- wacky Nazis. <laughs> those, <laughs> those wacky Nazis. Nazis. But uh, there's, like, you know, uh, PO, uh, POWs are trying to plan an escape. And they're, like, you know, there's a guy in there that's apparently escaped from another camp before. And he's like, yeah, and... You know, you're on the run for five days with no food. So I don't, oh, I'm just going to, you know, the, the allies are coming. I'm just going to sit tight. I'm just going to wait on. I'm just going to wait Russians on our friends to get, to get here. here. <laughs> but yeah, it, it turned out to be a, actually a pretty good read this week for that. I was not nice. expecting that. Nice. Yeah, I've been told by at least three people that I should be reading this book and I have not. Uh, Telepass came out this week from AWA as well. It was fantastic. It didn't make my list, but uh, yeah, I got to get on. I got to get on out, man. I got to get on it. Excellent choice, Taylor, number two. Uh, my number two is actually going to be Venom, number two. Um, Venom is uh, is my number two as well. Venom, number one, is mine. It's part of a theme I got going this week where it's mostly art showcases that yes. are really like making these books for me. And yeah, um, it's been a while since I've read a Brian Hitch uh, illustrated book, and I didn't realize how much I missed it. It was pretty rad. Oh, but um, I have not been clued into Venom. I did not read the Donny Cage one. I still haven't even gotten around to reading King in Black. So I appreciated this book getting me up to speed relatively quickly. It did it entertaining, too. Yeah, it wasn't it, a, a drag. It really gave you every, all the background you needed Yeah, this is a, the story. This is a good well example done. of how to do a number one where, <laughs> like, you are getting the reader, you know, fixed on the treadmill, right? So that we can like start running right away. And yeah, um, I like the dynamic that they're setting up between Dylan and Eddie. Um, I like the kind of drip feed that they're giving us about what's really going on so far. It's got me very intrigued. So yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about it, the one thing that I was like, really? What the fuck? Eddie Brock using the symbiotes to look into the future. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> How does that even work? I mean, who is... Uh, I can understand all the symbiotes being connected, you know, and him being able to jump into them, his consciousness. But <laughs> through that same sort of ability, now he can not only jump his consciousness through space, but also through time. I was like, really? That's Man, that's I knew going weird, into this book, man. like... I am of the opinion, kind of like you here, where they have added all sorts of retroactive bullshit to the symbiotes and how they work. So I was going in prepared to be like, okay, what like um, extra bit of lore are they going to add to the fucking symbiotes? And apparently that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, Just before this scene, right, Dylan's walking around and he doesn't have Venom, even though he is Venom, right? He is the character Venom, but he doesn't have his Venom symbiote, the symbiote. Eddie's other, you know, is what they ended up calling it at the end of uh, Donnie Cates' run. But the symbiote fucking shows up and, like, 
wearing like a hoodie and a baseball hat. Like he's all just fucking disguised. Just the symbiote. I mean, not. It was fucking hilarious. I have, I literally like laughed out loud. I was like, is that the fucking Venom symbiote just undercover? Stalking Dylan, waiting until Dylan needs a hand. Uh, but eh, whatever. It's a good continuation of the yeah. last run. It's pulling in all of those elements that Donny Cates sort of set up. And it's cool because Donny Cates took everything from Bendis, you know, that all that Venom playing into the symbiote shit. He totally uh, did. So, yeah, this was solid. I like it. I, I will also give it credit because, like, angsty teenagers are hard yeah. to get right. And this they one did a it. fairly good job with it. Yeah, I think Normally so they are insufferable to read, but they did pretty yeah. well with it here. I like fucking Dylan Brock, dude. I think he's a fucking cool character. Uh, growing up in the shadow of Eddie Brock, who is, like, just this... He's sort of like a despicable hero. You know, you don't want to like. Yeah, I mean, like, even before all the Venom yeah. stuff, right? His whole origin story is that he was a disgraced reporter. He's just a despicable guy. Yeah, like a, a this huge loser for a dad, yeah. right? Who yeah. also then turned into, like, a serial killer. But yeah. now he's, like, you know, fucking, like, alien god guy. <laughs> so He is. Uh, I like the big bad that they introduced. I mean, I'm... I don't know if I'm anxious to see it, but it is compelling. It's interesting. And I love Sleeper to Cat. I, I'm i a sucker for that stupid fucking Sleeper Cat. I don't know why. It's it's cool that he... That was one of like, those things where, like, I have not been reading it. So, like, yeah. who the fuck is this cat? But, it's like, it didn't, it didn't bother me. It's Sleeper. It's like a... a another symbiote and it's until just you taken... said the name just now i didn't know its name because i don't think they said yes. it anywhere in the comments uh, they may not have but i think it's cool that dylan's got his own little symbiote familiar like hanging out with him i think that's cool but anyway that's what venom is supposed to be it's supposed to be cool and and big and this is definitely big man and yeah it's cool so yeah that was my number two too taylor good choice adam number two uh, my number two was uh, Robin and Batman. Nice. Yeah, we already talked about him. Talked solid. about it. Cool art, amazing art, dude. Dustin Wynn is just amazing. Uh, and that leads us to our number one picks, aka David. All right. Uh, <laughs> my number one pick for this week is a Righteous Thirst for Ven- uh, Vengeance number two. Oh, did I, did I miss this fucking book? You must have. Yeah, it may oh, have. Man. Now it's uh, still in my pool box, so I didn't read it. Uh, but yeah, you did miss it. Oh but, shit. Uh, uh the first issue was kind of just basically storytelling through the artwork. This one we kind of get a little more of that, but we finally are getting, you know, names of people and some conversations cool. uh going on. Uh my favorite character introduced in this book is a detective who basically exercises so much that he will jog to the crime scene. <laughs> Oh my so the, gosh. The murder so the murder the murder from the previous issue, the, the detectives are there and they're like the coroner's like, Yep, this is I'll I'll finish up here if you guys are done. And then the detective comes like jogging in. He's like, I just beat my time. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was it was really kind I'm gonna of have interesting. to go back and, and read this. I have a but, copy. But it's kind I didn't of realize it came out. It, the but it's kind of a, a building on maybe that there's this uh dark web that people can access through like these usbs like uh like have like a operating system on a usb they hook it up to a computer and they can it's like assassins can uh bid for jobs 
Oh, fun. That's that's cool. That's so, a cool so our So our guy from the first book is an assassin, and the guy that he ran into in the grocery store might have been an assassin that were working on the same job. Oh, oh. or maybe they set him up. That's that it is possible, but uh in this one he he takes a job and he ends up uh encountering another guy who's taking the same job. Oh, so you thinking that happened in the first issue? I'm thinking that happened in the first issue, but Makes this sense. issue this issue ends up with both of these guys entering the apartment of their intended uh victim. And it ends there. It ends there. Man, I'm gonna have to go and read this. Damn it. But it's oh, well. it's it's still a lot of good storytelling through art, but there's a lot more conversations happening in this that start building this this very interesting world. Yeah. It's Rick Remender. Who's doing the art on there again? Um Andre Lima Alvarello. Okay. I believe. I'm yeah. not sure how to pronounce that. Yeah, you did fine. You did better than I would have done. Uh excellent choice. Yeah, I gotta go back and read that fucking book. Uh, Taylor, I think you already said your number one. Yeah, mine was Robin and Batman. But I want to yeah. point out real quick, this is like the first week in forever, I think, where you didn't shit all over something David picked. No, I shit all over... Uh, the six uh, sidekicks. But the even then, sidekicks. like, you know, not not by your standards. I would well, say, you called you me out at the it. beginning of the show. I'm off my guard. <laughs> I'm off my game now. <laughs> uh, my number uh, one book this week, very easy pick for me, May's book number three. Uh, this is ramping up to be one of Jeff Lemire's best books ever. It's so that is very high praise. Good. It's so fucking good. Uh, I don't have any interior because literally I could have pulled every single fucking page because every page is just gorgeous. Uh, this book is all about uh, a guy who lost his daughter years ago, ruined his life. Uh, the first issue has him just going through the motions. It really paints how this guy is feeling the second issue really gives you some background into how things are going to progress moving forward and then in this issue everything fucking moves forward right he finds a maze he puts the beginning of the maze right that he has at his front door to his apartment on a map and he looks and he turns it and the solution the center of the maze is the fucking children's hospital where his daughter died and you're just like oh shit and then it just goes on and on like that eventually he he gets to a dead end and is sort of sucked in through a portal where a dog starts talking to him and i know that just sounds ridiculous it sounds awesome it sounds but it's so very sounds very it is very jeff lemire It, it is this is uh quintessential jeff lemire it's depressing and it's compelling and i i just love it i can't get enough of it i can't get enough of this book uh maze book number three he's drawing it as well as writing it right yeah yeah he's doing the art too and that's what i mean by best jeff lemire stuff i mean him doing writing and the art um, my bet, my favorite Jeff Lemire book is Underwater Welder, where he did the writing and the art, and this is is this is ramping up to be better than that. So we'll see. So good, uh, Adam. You're number one. I'm number one. Uh, you guys know me. Uh, it's a week the Joker came out, so oh, that's my cool. number. One. That's my number one. Joker but number usually nine. Usually it's not number one though. This must have been a an extra good issue. Do what? I'm sorry, it's what? usually not uh, like yeah. Nor- one, you right? always like have it in your oh, top yeah. three honorable mention. I can't remember the last time it was number one though. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, this was, was 
kind of a normal issue for it, but it was still pretty damn good. Um, nice, nice. So this is, it's called The Joker, but we all know now it's basically a Jim Gordon book. Yeah. Um, now Jim Gordon is hunting down the network, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a network of bad guys. They're nice. the people who are actually responsible for A-Day, if you remember whatever that was back in the day. I completely uh, that missed was... that. They keep referencing it, but I had no idea what they were talking about when that's they first uh, name dropped it. That's the breakout at Arkham Asylum yes, where there was it is. gas and shit. And... Bane died. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Jim Gordon right now is teamed up with Bane's daughter, Vengeance. Nice. Um, nice. Vengeance is teamed up with Jim Gordon, not because she cares about the network, but because she wants to kill the Joker, um, who was the guy who sent Jim Gordon after the network, because Jim Gordon was sent to go kill the Joker at one point. It's Hello, my name is Mysteries, whatever. Exactly. But they're hunting after this guy in the network who is called the Monster Maker. Um, and he's called that cool. because he cool. he clones people basically, or he creates people, um, creates uh, fake human flesh that like mole man kind of. No, man. no, like he's creating clones of people that that can either work as um, patsies for you. So, like, uh, if you ever want to, if you ever go to jail, you're a villain. You want to switch somebody out. You just switch oh, out with a sweet. brain dead clone. Um, or cool. if you're a cannibal, you can just have this guy grow a bunch of people for you to oh, eat. And nice. he's talk, he, they talk about how there's also uh, environmentally friendly. They talk about how there's numerous Michelin star <laughs> restaurants that have secret cannibal menus at certain points. Um, but when they get there, they find the Joker's already there. Cool. Um, and most of this is just conversations between the Joker, Jim Gordon, Vengeance, and this guy. But Monster Maker. Yeah, the Monster Maker guy. Um, who is really not that important. But um, <laughs> it's just Tinian really has the Joker and Jim Gordon's relationship down really well it's really creepy but kind of endearing the way the joker interacts with jim gordon Um, sounds so weird considering that you know he like paralyzes dog and they go into that like they go they they go into that shit like there there are full panels from um from all of that in in there yeah oh wow um but then at the very end, uh, a bunch of people that are basically uh, the cannibals from uh, shit. I'm blanking on it now. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre show up. Oh, cool! Uh, and That's fun, kill, guys. basically kill everybody. Wait, and... so are we getting Jim Gordon versus Leatherface? Yes, That's you are. Rad. Hell See, yeah! I'm gonna have to fucking pick this up. This book. Damn it! I don't want to read this. But you I know. Make it sounds so fucking good. I know. Uh, like this is this it. is the best thing Tinian is writing in the Batman area, which is bar none. Which is not a high bar to, to, to clear, but this is so yeah. much better than Batman. It's insane. Yeah, I'm definitely have to. When they first announced a Joker book, I never like conceived I, I of it actually being good. You know. Yeah. But it's not a Joker book. It's a it's Jim, a Jim Gordon, Gordon book. book. They're just using Joker's name just to get over. <laughs> no one's gonna read Jim Gordon. Nobody's gonna read Jim Gordon <laughs> yeah. fighting Texas Chainsaw people. 
<laughs> I just killed Gomer. <laughs> just about killed Gomer. Crack me up. That's the thing that got him. He uh, laughed too hard. So, those are the picks of the week. That's some good. Yeah, it was a weird week, but man, that's the the cream always rises to the top. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, come back, keep coming back. We got the bullies tonight uh, about midnight. We got our uh, Monday night preview show tomorrow. Big Willie, I think, is still doing shit throughout the week. Uh, so yeah, keep coming back. Uh, check out outrightgeekery.com for a whole bunch of shitty links to all kinds of dumb stuff we've got going on. Take your drink. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> that's my shit i'm talking about. i can't even talk shit on my own stuff all right all right fair enough <laughs> uh you you make a valid point though maybe i am a little bit of a shit talker uh just a little bit though you drink the haterade man just i you do know. i drink the haterade uh so yeah we appreciate everybody coming by but most of all thanks to these three jokers for hanging out with this joker always a pleasure exactly. we're gonna do it again next time uh, same geek time, same geek channel. Man, I... really subdued this time. Yeah, when he started, I thought it was gonna be just him. You know, same geek time. Yeah, the work. You know, I'm not allowed to talk. So you don't